0: shalom God is good I said God is good Uh, if you're with me in the spirit you know what scripture I'm at Revelations chapter (laughs) 1 Amen let's go to verse 6 start from verse 5, actually, so that you can understand the context of verse 6. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings, somebody say kings of the earth, alright, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. And has made us kings and priests. Uh To Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Father, may the words that I speak in the meditation of my heart be pleasing unto Thee, my God and my Redeemer. Be magnified and glorified in this place. You are worthy of worship and worthy of praise. Thank you for the work that you are doing in our midst. Thank you for the great things we hear, even through the work of Pastor Danny. And Lord, we continue to just bless the entire organization and the good that they are doing on the earth. Thank you for this church, this ministry, and everybody that is in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Please have your blessed seats in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. see you son. Well I want to welcome our online church. We have a very large 8 a.m. online church and we want to take time to welcome each and every one of them um, to be with us this morning. Welcome from wherever you are watching us. Um, the subject matter I about to delve into requires uh, a sense of maturity, a sense of um, reprogramming of our minds. It has been, for the last 15 years, a subject that I haven't been able to fully um, grasp because revelation keeps coming. And because truth is always being revealed, you, you don't have a season of absolute truth until you get to the point where the comforter um, gets you to a dimension called all truth. Called all truth. I have an extra one, Pastor Liz. Called all truth. Nicolamo. No, no. It's for your use. A dimension called all truth. The spirit will guide you. So what we have to ask ourselves is very pertinent questions. I particularly struggle uh, when I look at where we are in our current state. And when I say where we are, I'm not talking about this church. I'm talking about us as believers. Our current disposition globally versus where we're supposed to be. And this leads to many, many unanswered questions about whether it is our misunderstanding of scripture or our uh, refusal to understand scripture. Um, One of the people that I got very close to, Dr. Monroe, spent a lot of his time dealing with the kingdom. And I really believe when God sends people to speak and speak and speak on a certain subject, it's expedient for us to learn. grasp there are battles we will not win as a generation if there's no understanding and so we are disadvantaged as I've taught you before because of our teachings and so our bias has leaned toward what we have learned I've spent a lot of time in the marketplace and I think it's time to start talking to you in that direction my inclination is heavily, and, and I don't think, you know, when you look at the word marketplace in the Bible, really, it's, it's a thing that a lot of us have created to make an excuse for a distinction. The real distinction is kings and priests. If you really want to be biblical about it, the real distinction is not marketplace and church. Check your Bible. There's no such distinction. The true distinction, if you really want to delve into it, is kingship and priesthood. Are we together? All right. With that understanding, then you have to see what Jesus was doing here. The book of Revelation is an amazing book that brings to us an understanding for things that have been revealed. This scripture is telling us that he's the ruler over the king's of the earth that means in very simple language you and I are kings and he is our ruler we are kings over the earth and we are kings of the earth and therefore it is possible Pastor Don it's impossible for a slave to be a son impossible it's impossible for a slave to be a son. So we are rulers. We are kings and he's our ruler. But let me also say, it is possible for a son to be a slave. So we must learn and grasp the truths that in our time with expediency, with urgency and with speed will accelerate us to move from our small arguments and small problems and move very quickly into the correct disposition of what we're supposed to be doing and who we're supposed to be. Glory be to God. And we must understand the urgency of heaven for our generation to catch it. Right now the spirit of God is present in this place to help us to readjust our thinking to realign our thinking to be together with where God needs us to be. The disposition of Africans in particular is a disadvantage of what we have learned, and as a result we are subjects or rather objects of our learning. Yes, we are. We are where we are today because of choices we've made based on what we have been taught. Yes, we are. We are at a particular position because those that were made rulers uh, or those that we made rulers over us um, through systems of democracy and and whichever ways we want to uh, uh, particularly put that structure of thought is we have chosen people and they have led us to a particular place. We have the slums we have because of a particular disposition of rulership. We have the education systems we have as choices that have been made by those that we selected to govern us. We live where we live and there's a result of how the systems are working in our nation as a result of those that we have elected and put above us. So kings and princes are walking and living below their means and living below their standards because we have not yet fully understood kingship. Let me just come into the place of understanding something. I'm going back and forth, but I do have a point somewhere down the line, I hope. Um, Jesus worked against the tide of the times. He worked against the system. And my prayer is that this will not be a regular church service today. My prayer is that there will be a grasping of truth that will cause acceleration. Let me tell you, it takes knowledge to realize I'm not where I'm supposed to be. The moment you come into that revelation of misalignment, the first desire in your spirit will be to align. If you are a child of God, it will be to align. It took the son coming to his senses to realize, I am a son, not a slave. There's a place for recognition of position by inheritance. And the Bible says that... uh, The faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, ruler over the kings of the earth, to whom, to him who loved us, washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us. Not that he suggested to us. He has made us. Made us kings and priests. There's a distinction. There's a distinction. If I'm going to help us, I have to bring out this distinction properly so that you can take a few notes and be able to understand certain things. Now, when it comes to understanding what is the difference between the two of them, I want to show it to you. This is what happens as a king. A king will govern people with respect to a particular domain. This is the work of a king. This is the work of a king. So, a priest, will serve people. So a king will serve people according to a political domain, but a priest will serve people according to a spiritual domain. Are we together? This is the distinction. And so a priest mediates between the people and God, but a king deals with rulership on the earthly realm. Good. I want to show you what the cross has to do with this so that I can form the foundation because this is such an important subject that it's ringing in my spirit that the the theme for next year has a lot to do with what I'm teaching you today. Because I believe, if God is doing a new thing, and I tell you he is, it cannot be business as usual. It means there's some things we're about to witness that are not the pattern You are used to. I'm clear, Pastor Don. Let me not get ahead of myself. I'm very clear God is doing a new thing. So let me explain that, Pastor Pete. It means church will not be as usual. It's not going to be as usual. It means we have to come into this blend. I'm trying to see what I can blend as an example. Um, Let me think. You have you have some coffee, okay. So give me this glass. Is that dawa? Okay, just pastor, don't please sit down. Please sit down. Just pour a little bit of dawa here, all right, for me, just a little bit. Okay, this is this is dawa. Okay, uh, those of you that are international, this is a very popular Kenyan concoction. Um, called dawa. Now, if this is priesthood. It is here it's distinct don't worry let it drip my cup overflows <laughs> and with this understanding he says he has made us kings and priests so the truth is I didn't want to use this kind of example I was hoping to use a fruit and so where's the dower where's the coffee all right, now it's a blend. It's a blend. Are we together? Okay, keep that blend here. I'll come back to it. We keep it there as a picture. Did you see that? That two distinct offices became one. All right. And the reason for that is that they're distinct uh, for the purpose of understanding certain things to do with kingship and priesthood. Okay, so the cross. Anytime you see anything to do with intimacy, there is a climbing, not a dissension. When you look at Moses and his time with the father, there was an ascension to a mountain. So you're constantly climbing into this relationship. It takes work. It's not a matter of passive Um, inquisition. You have to genuinely climb. Please, I'm going somewhere. You have to genuinely climb to be able to have this intimacy. There is no passive intimacy that will get you anywhere. None. There has to be a physical and spiritual ascension. That means that when you come to Jesus, he would constantly go up to the mountain. As was his custom. To pray. Moses would go to the mountain to meet the father. You're not going to meet the father in a position and a disposition of sitting. It happens when men climb. There's a a repositioning I sense in the spirit that has got to happen in our prayer life. Climbing is necessary. Somebody say we must climb. So God is showing us here that Jesus says, I'm the vine. John 15. Let's go to John 15, verse 5 and 6. Let me show you something here. This is dealing with priesthood and kingship. He says, I'm the vine, you're the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. Please watch this. He is cast out as a branch, which means he is connected but non productive. Because how was he a branch? He was a branch because he was connected. Being connected to the vine does not bring automatic productivity. There must be, if anyone does not abide in me, which means, do you have the New Living Translation by any chance, the team back there? Do you have the NLT? If you do, please just give me that so I can try and break this down. If you have it. If you don't, don't worry. Just give me a, give me a yes or no if you have it. No? Okay. Okay. Um, Who has the New Living Translation? I want to read from... You know what? I have it here. Let me read it. I think I typed it out. It says, Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. Those who remain in me and I in them. For apart from me you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile To be burned. So you can be a part of something by association. And not be beneficial to the very thing you are associated with. This is the current disposition of a lot of believers. You are a part of something. But are you beneficial to that thing? So you can be saved and not connected. Higher. And when the storm comes, you break off. So these storms will come. Now, what is the worth of a branch? The worth of a branch is found in its connection. Glory be to God. And in relationship to the vine. If there's no relationship, the fruit will not be similar. Okay. Thank you, Julian. Keep preaching to yourself. So, there is a cost to staying connected. Are we together? Alright? John chapter 6 verse 16. John chapter 6 verse 16. Bible says, now when evening came, his disciples went down to the sea. I want to show you an example of disconnection. They got into the boat and went over the sea toward Capernaum. And it was already dark and Jesus had not come to them. Catch this? So keep going. Then the sea arose because a great wind was blowing. So when they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus. So what happened? They were waiting somewhere and Jesus did not come. So they decided to go. (laughs) Just think about it. We came together. We agreed to live together, but Jesus is not there, so they decide, let's go. This is what the disciples did right here. They Go back to verse 16. It says, When evening came, his disciples went down to the sea. Are we together? So they left. Why did they leave? They did not have the sensitivity of where he was, he was in the presence. So they left the presence and went to work. This is what happens to a lot of us we are branches, but we are not connected. So we are disciples, but our association is not necessarily bringing blessing to the kingdom. Are we together? And so he comes, they get into the boat, they go over the sea, it was already dark, Jesus had not come to them, so decisions are made, let's go, let's go. And it was in the going. That they came against storms because the storm will come and if you're not connected when the storm comes, you will be like that branch that is cast away. So, the truth is the journey of surviving storms is being connected. Aha. When you are not connected, because the storms will come, but the connection is key to survive storms. The storms will come when you're in the marketplace and when you're a king. But when you are disconnected, you can be in proximity. Proximity does not give you advantage when there's no connection. So the discernment to know that he's on the mountain, let us wait. Even if he said go, let us wait. Joshua had this understanding and he decided to wait on Moses and this waiting requires an understanding of ascension. Somebody say ascension. So, he said to them, don't be afraid. When they led him to the boat because they were eager, immediately they arrived at their destination. Why? They got reconnected. But it is Jesus that came to them. So, he goes to the mountain. To be with his father. His disciples do not go up to the mountain with him. They go to the shoreline to wait for him. We must be where he is. Doing what he is doing. What did Jesus say? I do nothing except that which I see the father do. So we must do nothing except that which which we see Jesus doing. Okay? So, I'm trying to go to show you this next part. We have to stop being concerned about where we are going and become concerned about where Jesus is going. I'm about to deal with kings. There's a confusion that can hit you in the marketplace, which is being scattered all over, not knowing where you're going or or thinking you understand where you're going and you don't know where you're going. There's a place in our generation and our time, I believe we're about to see a complete rejigging of what we have known as normal and we are about to move into an extraordinary time but being associated and being connected is going to be key with where we are going are we together okay go to the song of solomon chapter 2 verse 14 i think i think in kjv or in kjv it should be fine it says oh my dove in the clefts of the rock in the secret places of the cliff, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice in the clefts of the rock. The places Christ has found are very interesting places. Mm-hmm. In the secret places of the cliff, this requires ascension. This requires climbing. Moses, Abraham, M- Abraham was not going down to sacrifice his son. He was going up. The places of sacrifice require climbing. Climbing means activity. It means that there is going to be usage of energy. It means our prayer life has got to change. We must ascend. God has shown me this next level in the place of prayer. As I'm about to share with you some important things these next few weeks. In the place of prayer, we must ascend. Aye, aye, aye. We must ascend. But it must be prayer-prayed connected. It is possible to pray amiss. Uh Aha. If it were not so, scripture would not show us. It is possible to pray amiss. So if we are going to ascend, we must ascend in revelation. We must ascend in knowledge of prayer. And we must understand that there is a prayer that attains results. I refuse to pray for three more years. Prayers that do nothing. May our prayers attain results in the name of Jesus. He says, oh my dove, in the clefts of the rock. This revelation comes from the intimacy of the bedchamber. We have to climb for it. We have not been climbing for it. We don't want the secret place of the stairs. Believers want lifts. They want escalators. Man of God, pray for me. No, pray for yourself. This lift thing has got to come to an end. (laughs) Let me tell you something. The place you're about to go to requires you to know how to pray. I'm about to show you. And so this place called the clefts of the rock, there are certain, Proverbs 25, 12 told you, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. There are places he hides that you require a climbing to get to. That men will be woken up now at 2 a.m. And 3 a.m. Because of where we are going. Okay. So, let me just take this. Where is my clock? Oh. Mm. Okay. This is beautiful. This tells me I have all the time. <laughs> Intimacy requires the chase. It requires the pursuit. It requires the climb. Look at Moses. Days of climbing to see God. Jesus is climbing. By the time Moses climbs, his face begins to shine. He's elevated. Jesus elevates up a mountain. Not down. Up. It's a mountain of hunger. It's a mountain of intimacy. I'm talking to kings. For Zacchaeus to see Jesus, he has to climb. Hmm. Somebody say, we have to climb. Tell your neighbor we have to climb. This is why a lot of us are bored with Christianity. We have stopped climbing, but we must climb. Please find that neighbor again. Tell them you must climb. Has your prayer life changed in the last three years? If it is still where it was, you're not climbing. This thing requires constant pursuit. Constant ascension. It cannot be the same tongues we had when you were in high school. You must ascend. I'm talking to kings. Please come with me. Now, if you're going to understand that, you must understand today that you cannot be a branch that will become disconnected and that the storm will cause to disconnect. We are holding on even in the storm so that our association is not brought down to a point of dissension. We are climbing. Somebody say, we are climbing. Somebody say it again. We are climbing. Yes. Our marriages will climb. Our children will climb. This thing is ascending. We are going to make sure. Why must we leave an inheritance? You cannot leave an inheritance to a family that doesn't pray. They must also be climbers. The children must climb the mountain with us. We must teach them prayer. You'll understand why. Retaining the place God is about to take us will require a trained family. God help us. He says, Who may enter into the holy hill? Psalm 15.1 Who may ascend unto the hill. Psalm 24, 3. It's ascension. It requires climbing. It requires climbing of your mind. It requires climbing of your senses. It requires climbing of how you think. Okay. It requires a change of how you reason. Glory be to God. So the place of elevation is a guarantee of being in his presence. It takes elevation. It takes elevation. It takes elevation. It's not being in a hurry to go to a particular place. It takes elevation. It takes elevation. Let me tell you people something. And I'm dealing with the marketplace. I'm telling you the truth. There are some of you who are hurrying up to do business. It takes elevation. Elevation will help you start with the right thing. And not try too many things that will waste your time. You have two assets, time and energy. Elevation will give you ideologies from God that will help you cascade down the idea of God for light to come. Elevation will make you start the right business. Elevation will help you in your marriage. Elevation. Somebody shout, climb. You must go up in order to see what is there. That evening... The disciples went down to the shore. You don't go down to the shore to look for him. You go up to the mountain to find him. Are we there? So this last two weeks, I've had the privilege of spending some amazing time with some people. And I realized we must be in a place of seeking. Based on the fact that when Jesus went after the presence, he went up but they went for the boats for their next assignment because they had grown weary. Father, I'm praying for every weary spirit now that there will be a redirecting. Amen. Please, what time is it? Okay, please come with me. There's a place, ganjo that if you go like this, what was this? What, what did I use it to symbolize? No. You were paying attention. I used dawah to symbolize. You were not paying attention. I said this dawah will be used to symbolize priesthood. Do you remember? Okay. And I want you to understand. The era of Africa has been... What did the Bible say? What God has joined together. That deals with marriage. He has made us, go back to my revelation scripture, kings and priests. So there's a co-joining. Are we together? There are places I'm telling you right now that this will not allow you to enter. Please. There are places priesthood on its own will not give you access If you observe scripture, there is, Jesus spoke of kingdom more than he dealt with priesthood. Because kings must understand that there are certain things that help them have advantage. I was told by a close friend, and in one of the conversations I had, this close friend happens to cancel a few kings, not presidents, kings. And they told me, let me tell you something. These kings don't like the company of priests. In fact, they like it when priests come, do what they're doing quickly and leave. But they don't have genuine friendship with priests. You check scripture. Show me a king who had a good friendship with a prophet. Like they would sit and eat together and laugh together. It is not there. I'm telling you, it's not there. And the problem in Africa is that you have used priesthood to do kingship matters. And as a result, there has been no elasticity and no ability for delivery. There's a limitation in priesthood. The language of priesthood is not the language of the Chaldeans. Please hear me clearly. I hope you're catching me by revelation. Because there's a place if we are going to go, you must understand what I'm saying. And as a result, we must ask ourselves, what is my current disposition? And so, Africa has fallen in love with the priesthood. And as a result, have refused to accept that there was a blend. Because he has made us a royal priesthood. That means there's kingship involved in our priesthood. And there's a language There's a language. Listen, there are certain things kings have advantage of. There's a certain thing you have to understand about kings. There's a posture. There's a language. There's a disposition. I have 10 of these points, but I won't go through them this morning. I just want to lay a foundation for where we must go. Kings must understand. There's a place I was in a country just the other day, and the person we're meeting is the wealthiest man. He's the eighth wealthiest man in Africa. I tell you, the priest card would not have gotten us a meeting. I don't know if I'm in the right church. The priest card will not give you certain access. So this person who counsels kings said to me, there is a language and a disposition in front of kings that where is them. And it's the language of priests. It where is kings. Because kings may need spiritual enlightenment and that they will get and then you will move on. But where they're looking for company is people who speak a language they understand. It means people who are bringing them solutions, not problems. So when priests come and say, we need a church built, they give you five minutes. When a person comes and says, I have a solution to our economic problem, they give them months. So there's a language. Let me begin with language. When Daniel was taken, one of the things they had to train him was on the language of the Chaldeans. He had to change language. Language. This Christianese is not going to take you anywhere. I'll say it again. Christianese, the language you people speak in church, is not going to take you anywhere. I'll say it until you get offended. This Christianese you all keep speaking here is going to shut doors in your face and get you nowhere. Employers hate it. Entrepreneurs can't stand it. People with resources can't handle it. When we were in that meeting last week with this eighth wealthiest man in Africa, the wealthiest man in the country we were in, he just told us, I hate religion. I hadn't said who I am. The profile that introduced him to me had nothing to do with my priesthood. So, stop writing on your CV that you are a Christian. We're not ashamed. But we have to be wise. Jesus said, be wise as serpents. Can we talk? Because you must, un- you must get unstuck. And you must advance. And that means our language must change. Ah, uh-uh. It is possible to be in perpetual cycles. Not as a result of witchcraft. As a result of ignorance. He says, my people perish not because of witchcraft. Let me tell you, the number one reason for perishing is lack of knowledge. Is lack of knowledge. Pastor Zeno, I have a pen right now with a golden edge. Where is it? Yes. If you don't answer me, you die. Where is it? Hey, where is it? I didn't ask. Where is it? No, you are dead. My people perish, listen to me, for lack of knowledge, Proverbs two. It's the glory of God to conceal a matter. It's the honor of kings, not priests. There's an honor that comes to kingship. I, I hope I have enough time with you people to help with this. So, the pen is here. Now, what do you have? So, I ask again. Where is the pen? Does anybody outside know? So you have an added advantage. Because now you have knowledge. Are we together? The knowledge that he gives us, even the the thing has broken because I was using it. The knowledge we have should give us advantage. To be walking as slaves when you have the knowledge is to lack association with the branch, with the vine. And I declare in the name of Jesus, as we begin 2023, we are going to see a realignment of the children of God in matters to do with language. Tap to neighbor, say, your language is changing. When God, you see, Pastor Dan is here, as he does what he's doing, one of the things he needs is prayers from priests so that he gets favor. Favor with who? With kings. So that kings can be able to fund what he's doing because priests usually can't fund. Am I lying, sir? Priestship will not fund anything. Oh my God. Priesthood will not fund it. You must enter the blended dimension of your destiny. For you to use the priesthood to ascend. And the knowledge in the ascension to descend. And when you have that knowledge, you come and execute. So that you can have advantage. Oh, glory be to God. I'm teaching good. And you will find advantage in the things that are... But the language has got to change. You cannot descend speaking Christianese. You must descend speaking kingdom language. There are doors that are going to open for us in this next phase that will require men speaking differently, speaking a new language, a language of, that is dependable, a language that understands how to access certain places and certain things, a language that will bring resources for kingdom advancement, a language that cannot be ignored when it comes to promotion. He says promotion does not come from the east or from the west. It comes from the Lord. So when he brings you the opportunity for promotion, one thing you must have is the language. Somebody shout language. Please tell your neighbor, mind your language. You have to change how we are speaking. The second thing is you have to know how to deal with power. The problem with priests is your power trips. This power you have in church is nothing. This one, in the, when I talk about, the one we have in the church in the Bible is major. The one we have here here at Moven Peak here of how to usher people, is, not, is that is servanthood. You have to understand power. I'm only touching on these. I'll deal with them in more detail, hopefully in the next few weeks. You have to understand how to handle power, Rev. Jackie. You have to understand how to handle power. You have to understand how to handle power. Ka. The king's They come to your rising. That means there's something in you attracting them. There's something in you causing them to say they want your company and to spend time with you. What will make a president spend four hours with you? And we cannot, listen to me, the kind of things that they discuss in these places of power. Because if Jesus has made us kings and priests and has given us this blend, then this thing must produce. It must produce. I declare in the name of Jesus: your concussion will produce. Levels must rise. So you must know how to handle power. The third thing that must change, and I'll go into this in more detail, is your posture. Your posture must change. Your posture must change. When posture changes, there's a particular way kings sit. If you have a neighbor who is slumping on their chair right now, tell them, sit like a king. There's a posture for receiving. There's a posture for ascension. There's a posture for how we handle power. There's a posture for how we handle certain things. And God is getting ready to show us how this is done. Go to Exodus chapter 19 verse 6. You shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you shall speak to the children of Israel. These are the words you shall speak at the 8 a.m. service. He says to tell you, you shall be to me a kingdom of priests. That means a royal priesthood is what Peter comes and tells us. That you are a royal priesthood. That means there's a way we must stop living in our generation. And today, in the name of Jesus, I declare, as you receive knowledge, the resources of kingship are coming to you. The resources of kingdom understanding and kingdom mindset will come to you. There are countries you must travel to, and you will not travel as a priest. Let me try it on this side. There, there, there are nations God is about to cause some of you to rise The problem he has is that you're too closet-minded. The problem with Christians, please, can I talk to us, me included, you have refused to come out of the former way of doing things. Even though the vine is saying, I'm doing a new thing, you're stubborn about the old way of doing things. And he says, I cannot use a person that has not adapted to the new thing I'm doing. And if I am doing a new thing, I need people who are connected to the vine so that the fruit they produce is fruit of what I am doing in the now season. And I believe that the ascension that is coming to some of us here, no eye has seen. Why? Why? The one difference you will have is that your language will change because your disposition has changed. Your posture has changed. You've learned how to handle power. You will learn how to handle money. Glory be to God. You will learn how to handle resources. You will learn the language of kings. Let me put it to you this way. Daniel was not just a nice guy. He was a man that was handling power. Listen to me. I was telling my brother yesterday. He wasn't disliked for no reason. It's because he would call things out as they are. He knew how to handle power and he represented God rightly. Why would man, why would an entire cabinet, entire cabinet want to put down one man? It is because he called things out as they were. He did not compromise. He did not play with things. If you were to be fired, he fired you. If you were to be promoted, he promoted you. God wants to release some things to his children. But he says, they're not ready. They're spending too much time uh, in the, in the Rabashika dimension. Let me tell you, there's a place tongues will not help you. Search the scriptures. When you come to tongues in the closet, therefore, for your personal growth. There's a place you have to speak English. I, uh, yes. Yes. I'm talking to you because I see many of you in my office and I've made that decision. The next few weeks, I have to teach you so that you can have advantage and so that you don't be afraid of what is yours and you move out with confidence as kings. When you go for a visa, you go as a king, not a priest. You must understand when to switch. Uh, There's a place God is calling us to know. Switch to the king now. So that the language you're speaking becomes kingly language. Listen to me. The advantage will come when you understand you're a royal priesthood. Royal is part of the word. You focus too much on priesthood and you forget royal. So there's a way kings dress. There's a way kings talk. There's a way kings address. certain. Kings have discretion. One of the biggest things lacking in the priesthood is discretion. You don't know who to tell what and who to tell. Kings have discretion. Listen, national matters require national discretion. Highest levels of discretion. God is saying, I can't even trust you with one couple's secrets. You priest. And you want to operate on national defense secrets. And tell people, the national secretary of defense is having a marriage problem. If God cannot entrust you with helping that couple, how will He entrust you with national disaster man- matters? Priesthood is lacking discretion because they've not yet understood that it's a blend. Uh, let me tell you something about kings. One of the things you will discover if you ever meet a president is they take one minute to read you, they've not reached where they've reached by not reading people. They read you very quickly. And if you find yourself being rushed in such a meeting, it's because what they have read is not pleasing. What will make a CEO spend five hours with you on a day he had many meetings? And what will make him keep you in the waiting room for six hours and see you for five minutes? Please, can we talk? You have to understand there has to be a blend. There are some meetings you have to take the king, not the priests. And you have to know which one should walk ahead of the other. When Jesus came in front of Pilate, what kept him quiet was the priest. The priest was holding back the king. (laughs) The priest was restraining the king because if the king came out at that time, what you'd have seen is the lion. I like these ads I've been seeing in Facebook. Don't think that the lion is not there. Don't confuse meekness for lack of power. But I assure you, the king was in there. I need you to find two neighbors and tell them the king is in there. Tell them the king is in here. And in the name of Jesus, I sense that in the next phase, the training we have to have, since you've had 25 years of training as a priest, I sense the dimension God is, uh, is raising us to is to begin practicing as kings. The Bible says Abraham had 318 trained servants in his house. They were trained. Get ready to be trained as kings. The people walking out of here are kings and queens. That's why my subject today is the rise of kings and queens. Why? Because you cannot enter certain places in priesthood. Your doors will open by ascending, but the person who must descend and talk is the king. The Moses who brought back the commandments, yes, he was prophet. Yes, he was a leader. But I tell you, there are days he operated in the dimension of kingship. And so you must understand which one to switch on. You must understand when to switch it on. And I hear in the spirit, the advantage you'll receive for this next phase is when you're able to switch on the king. Hallelujah there's a place we may have to stop screaming in church and sit up and pay attention. And as much as you feel something, you put a knife here and say, let me learn the language of kings. Because let me assure you, if you ever go to a king and act up like that, security will throw you out. Please tell your neighbor. There's a place to tell the priest to hold on. I know what I'm teaching you is interesting. But you must understand. There's a clear distinction in the Bible between kings and priests. So for where God is about to move you in this realm. For the delivery. The excellence of execution will be actualized by how well you have heard and understood how to act. Yes. Yes. Pastor Zeno, there's a place. When you go before a king, you can't look bored. Even if what they are saying is boring. You know there are some of you that will only be moved by what has intellectually stimulated you. There's a disposition in certain offices that you must have. I've never raised capital with a person I was moody to. Shall I tell that to someone who needs to hear it? I have never raised capital. Secondly, I've never been late for such a meeting. I don't care what your excuse is. If you didn't plan for lateness, you didn't plan for early arrival. There are people, if you're five minutes late, they will not respect you. Even if they give you access, they will not respect you. If you go to the West, if you go to London for a meeting, and you're three minutes late, they are extremely offended. Can we talk? Yes. You show up there with the best idea in the world, but you're late. Immediately, your access has been diluted because of a lack of discipline. Kings require discipline. Glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. You cannot be doing 25 different things at the same time. There must be one. Please, I will show you next Sunday the focus of a king. You cannot do 25 things. One thing will make way for 25 things. But you must decide on this first thing. God must show you the ability to focus on this thing that is going to cause you to rise. Let me tell you something, church. He told me last week, Yahweh, when I was in prayer, showed me the work I have for you. People must switch to kingship. Because priests, even when they give everything they have, it will not be enough. People must switch to kingship. Posture, understanding, knowledge. I talked about language. Even your vocabulary must change. Even your vocabulary must change. Your English must improve. Oh, glory be to God. I hope I'm offending you. I'm doing it to reveal what's in the heart. You must offend the mind to reveal what's in the heart. Your vocabulary must improve. I'll say it until you you say amen. Your vocabulary must improve. You cannot be speaking from four English. Better English. Eh? If you know what I'm talking about, you're old. Eh? Better English. You cannot be speaking that English in the places God is about to take you. Somebody say your vocabulary must improve. I need to close the service. Your vocabulary must change. Whatever you're doing, you must finish. Let me tell you, we must go back to school, all of us. Amen. ah, uh-uh. ah. We are going back to school. We are coming out with degrees. Yes. Yes. I know the other day I was offered an honorary degree. I'll take it, but I'll never talk about it. The recording. Yes. But we must work. There are things that will open doors for you and bring respect quickly. Yes. 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 I refuse to have two doctorates that are honorary. No. No. We must go to school, even five. It doesn't matter. I don't want, I want to read. Because there's a place, let me tell you, there's a place the language of Paul worked to his advantage, and Peter did not have that language. Yes. Ha! Ah. Did you not hear what daddy teaches us? That Peter, Peter and the team, they, got, they had many people who came to them. 3,000 plus. But when the government coughed, they ran into their hiding places. No, 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 no. This dispensation is not for hiding. Are you catching something? This disposition is not for hiding. And God showed me that in this coming season, 2025, 2026, 2027, these things I'm telling you must come into play. Because there's a repositioning happening and there are kings looking for us and that we must speak the language of kings for the advantage of the kingdom. Glory be to God. You must ascend. But when you ascend, you must come down. And come down with revelation and with understanding. Because it is now clear for the universities to be built, for the cities to be built, these prophetic words we are getting, what we need in the church is discipling. And discipleship is boring. It looks the way you're looking at me this morning. It is boring, but it is necessary. Let me tell you guys, a 40K salary will not help you. A 200K salary will not help you. I want to give you quick math. Take out a paper. Okay? Take out a paper. How much is rent? Quickly. 40K? 30K? How much is rent? Talk to me. 45, 20. Who, who wants us to use a good number? I've done this before, 30K. Can we use 30,000 shillings? Those of you who are internationally, 30,000. Okay. How much, uh, uh, how much is your food? Grocery? How much is your grocery? I'm offending you today. No, I don't want you to scream. I want you to pay attention. 25. So 30 plus 25 is? Okay. How much do you spend to go to work assuming you don't have a car? For a whole month? 10,000. Which, I don't know, is that correct? Anybody catching public means? Average per day? 500? 300 per day? Times 20 days? 6,000? That is a very modest person. Yes. 10,000. Okay. Where are you? How much is uh, airtime and all these other utilities? Twenty. Another ten. Seventy-one thousand. My Ganjo's calculator is has a priesthood. Uh, Huh? 75. How much is uh, insurance? Or what are you planning for contingencies? What else is missing on this list? Yeah, this is, this is... I have not even introduced that. There's a second person working or trying to find a job. So if this is a family, you are finished. Because this is one single person. So at least they may have some savings. This is without children. When you add children to this list... When you add school fees, when you add medical, and then the pastor is asking for tithe, you are dead. (laughs) True or false? And you wrote to the whole village to tell them you got a new promotion, and now they are depending on you. So you also have to support them. Then there's the harambe for a wedding. Then there's the harambe for a funeral. You you, You are finished. No, no, tell them you are finished. Please listen to me carefully. The dimension of where our currency is going requires a new thinking. The cost of living and where it's going requires a new thinking. So, the dimension of church as we've known it is such that some of us are going to have to adapt kingship in our ministerial dispensation. Even where we release priesthood, we must always understand the kingship element of what God has called us to do because the things we are building are for your advantage. Unless we can build communal economic hubs, you're not going to survive. I'm telling you the truth. Take it or leave it. There's a battle we must fight or you will not survive. And you will hustle and you will blame which doctors? Which doctors? There are witch doctors who have received certain arrows are saying, honestly. (laughs) I don't know. The church is very happy to shout every time you reach the part of enemies. I'll tell you why. Our perception of enemies is so highly ranked in our systems because of the defeatist mentality we have that everything we have faced is an external enemy. Let me tell you, your greatest enemy is within. Somebody say amen. What time is it we got to go? Oh my Jesus. So this season is a season of being trained as a king. Tell a neighbor, be trained as a king. Bring yourself for training as a king. We will bring you material. I will even try sometimes and give you a link where you can download the material so that we can learn together the posture, the language, the understanding, the education of kingship, so that you can have advantage. So that when you come out, you're sharpened. Oh, glory be to God. You know, Pastor Zeno, I must tell you, sometimes when I receive pastors, and for the function of what we needed to do, It was okay. But the excuse can no longer be so. There are things that have changed. There are things that have changed. There are things that have changed. Oh, please hear me. There are things that have changed. In the spirit, they have transitioned. And if you're left behind, put back that scripture one more time in Revelations. He has made us. He has made us kings. So I entered this house in this country, and I thought I had entered a 150-room hotel. And it's not about houses, but let me tell you, my son told me, I feel like we've entered a dimension. And God reminded me, any time I show you a picture, any time I show you a picture, it is exposure, and you're living below the place you're supposed to live. Nehemiah spoke like a king, said, come, let us build the walls of Jerusalem so that we may no longer be a reproach. Isn't it interesting that the first saved president, saved couple we have in state house, has the highest Muslim appointments? And I have no problem with that. I understand what he's doing. Because when the priests have come, They said, we'll pray for you. And and he he says, says, pray for us. But when the others come, they bring solutions. Sir, we listened to the four manifesto plan you have. We think we can solve number one and number two. And he says, come, let us talk. (laughs) So you bring prayers. But the person will get his time. Are you ready to rise? Yes. Father, I pray for that understanding for ascension that these men and women will no longer die in the place that they are but that Father, as you have put in me this need for accelerating knowledge, they will ascend to the hill. God. And just like David, they will put on the effort, And they shall come and bring good counsel to your people. I pray for every minister called for this generation. Call them forth in the marketplace as apostles. The discretion needed at that level. The posture needed. The language needed. The kingship language that we must change and start to speak differently. Father, may these be nation changers in the name of Jesus. Today, I call forth the King in them. I call forth the King in them. They shall arise. They shall shine. For their light has come. And Lord, their glory shall be seen in our time. I call forth men of resources here. I call forth women of resources here. I declare in the name of Jesus, they are solution givers. That they shall rise And be called to do things that other men have struggled to do for many years. Lord, you've come straight to the porch. You're dealing with a 38-year problem. And today we are rising. We are carrying that bed. And we are walking in the name of Jesus. Our children shall not fight our fights. Our grandchildren shall not fight our battles. We declare in the name of Jesus we are rising. Somebody shout amen. Somebody say I receive it. In the next service I'll deal a little bit more with this disposition and what it is we are supposed to do and the discipline we are supposed to have. Next year, we are going into the, 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 the discipline of kings. That means we are, we are toning our bodies. We are eating right. Yes, I will. I will train you. I will help you. We will bring people that will help you. So that as you sharpen the priest, you sharpen the king. Oh, glory be to God. Please, you shall not be, to be too minded in something is to be a, 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 is a monster. You need to combine this thing and bring it out. Pastor Muller, you, you must be necessary outside our worship team. Are we together? It will teach us. It will teach us how to deal with people even who are having marriage issues because priests, you're not good at dealing with people who are going through stuff. Oh my God. Kings can sit with a divorcee and have a conversation. Priests, I don't know what our problem is. Kings can sit with an atheist. Oh my God. Priests, I don't know what your issue is. Kings... I'm talking to kings I'm talking to kings I declare you are rising somebody shout aloud amen so that I stop this service oh, let's take our offering <laughs> finish the service kings are rising I father may I see that day may I see that day before I go I go home Where sons have gotten back on their horses. Where princes will be proud. Where villages will be restored because of you. Take out your offering. Kings are coming out. And honor is coming to your home. Honor is coming to you. You're rising in the name of Jesus. Let's give our offering. The other service is about to begin. Kings are rising. The the, the level we are going to you'll have the backbone to deal with a lot of things. Yes. The problem with priests, you argue about your chair was taken. Small things that get you offended. She didn't talk to me. Kings. Kings. Kings are dealing with territorial matters. Hayadaba. Yes. Security matters. A king will say that the drought that is going on in Turkana is my problem. A king. A king is not dealing with their rent. A king is on national dimensions of principalities and occurrences. You come for the next service. I shout I'm a king and a priest. It's such a powerful combination. Kingship is your right. Yes. You will soar above your marriage problem and begin to look at it in its right context and see that this is a satanic attack to stop me from my destiny. So that I'm distracted, it will it will make you and uh, I say, Ah, uh-uh, my singleness is not a distraction for kingship. Don't allow your personal problem to stop your kingship anointing. Let's give you the spirit of excellence and love. Give our offering in speed with speed, in Jesus' name. Shout, I'm a king. I'm a I didn't hear you. Shout, I'm a queen. I'm a queen. And shout, I'm rising. I'm Do you know? Do you know why you are so connected to the, to the movie Wakamba Forever? you know why? Why are you laughing? Do you know why? Something in you is driven by knowing you are living below your means. You know you are supposed to rise. This is why God is disturbing people like Apostle Kimani and myself. We must build cities. Why? Why are you asking a pastor to build a city? I I'm am I'm a king. Ah, am a king. I'm a king I see a day where we have you're receiving your water bill from our private municipality let me try this side yes Hannah do you know what that means it means you'll never look for a job we'll always be offering jobs to our community because they'll always have priority because a city to be run requires people so you 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 cannot you cannot sing to a computer you must type So you'll be a priest, but you'll be a queen. Glory be to God. May the cities begin. I was with my brother Donald and we were talking to people that are bringing a cement factory. We have partnered with them. We are building cement factories for the purpose of the things God is giving us. Steel factory. Those are kingly conversations. If you take priesthood there and start quoting Numbers chapter 23, you'll confuse them doesn't even... Is it even there? You must rise as a king. Please, just slap somebody this morning and tell them you must rise. Uh-uh. amka Amkeni. Jameni tuamke tuamke Or we shall be ruled over for the rest of our lives. We must arise and shine. For our light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon us. Yes. I see some of you sitting with kings for four hours. That means something has shifted. They need your time. I was with Pastor Stan in this meeting and the man was saying, "Ah, I had some MPs calling me all the time, telling me, he said, five of them called me this morning. I told them I'll see them in two weeks. May that be our portion. Some of you, you get the call, you start, I can't come to church because, no, they'll work with your schedule. You're the king. You're the queen. Somebody shout amen. These power trips of church shall stop. We will operate as kings. And let me tell you pastors something. Please hear me clearly. Some of the people you mistreat, pay your salaries. A priest must know how to interact with a king. Amen. I hope you give like kings. I hope you give like kings and queens. In Jesus name. Now arise, I bless you. I speak every blessing over you in the combined grace with my brother here. And we declare in the name of Jesus, you are rising. By the time we enter 2023, your rising shall not be a sentence. It shall be something visible in the eyes of men. We combine this grace and declare in the name of Jesus, you are getting unstuck. Your financial situation is changing. Your economic, not financial, your economic situation is changing. You are an economy on your own. The ecosystem of the kingdom of God is going to work over your life. I declare your priesthood is at par and your kingship is at par with what the vine is doing at this time. We do nothing except that which we see the Father do. And at this time, Jesus, we see you are doing a new thing. We declare in the name of Jesus, we are rising the struggles of our life shall not be the struggles of our children. We are rising. The things we saw our grandfathers struggle with shall not be our struggle. We are rising. Father, I thank you that the instruction you gave me for the cities is coming to bear now. Father, I see construction happening. I hear caterpillars on the ground. I see thousands of people working. I see helmets as was prophesied. I see people wearing jackets. I see the security companies. I see the food companies. I see the universities. I see the high schools. I see the primary schools. Lord, I see the kindergartens. I see institutions, Lord. I see banks. I see this all happening for the glory of Yahweh in our midst. I see kings coming from afar to see it. And to ask us, how was this done? And we shall say, it is to the glory of Yahweh. This shall happen in our time. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Somebody shout, Amen. Amen. Tap two people, say, you are rising. In Jesus' name. God bless you. See you next Sunday. Same time, same place. Pastor Don, can I release them? See you next Sunday, same time, same place. Say goodbye to a king and a queen as you walk out in Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen.